from the studios of Teeing It Up, Swamps of Jersey, and uh, Charleston, South Carolina. I almost said Chattanooga, Tennessee. I think that Luke says the theme of, of, of today's sprint. This is very much a uh, wing it and we'll see what happens uh, sprint. Um, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Sunday Week 3 of the NFL season, September 23rd, 2018. How are you? I'm doing well. You know what? I'll give you a pass because I wasn't in Chattanooga, but we did play Chattanooga two weeks ago. Oh. So there you go. Luke's the voice of the Citadel and the host of a show that finally has a name and premieres tomorrow. That is the Morrow Morning Show on the ESPN Great. Radio affiliate in Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, how, how, how do we come up with this name? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I've always been a fan of alliteration. And my original thought was to do the Morrow Midday Show, we would call it. Yes. Uh, then we decided that the show after mine is probably more of the Midday Show. And so it is in the morning. It maybe isn't what you think of when you think of a morning sports talk show that's kind of earlier. But either way, we went. To, I just changed it to, to morning and have that alliteration because I wanted to use my name and I wanted to use something else with an M. Well, considering that, that, that you tend to wake up, you know, two minutes before your broadcast, it does make sense to, that it would be the morning for you. <laughs> yes, uh, that's right. That, that is certainly my morning. Uh, we have many non-NFL stuff that we need to get to um, during this 15-minute sprint. Number one is you have finally joined Twitter. I can promote this show properly. What is your Twitter handle? At Morrow Mornings. Did you like that? I tweeted all of our Quinnipiac friends and basically said, please follow him. Yes, I appreciate that very much. Help me build my, my uh, tweenus, as Eddie Scazzeri calls it. Yes, and how many, uh, how, how many said yes? Uh, I think one. Okay. All right, we have a success story. Yay, welcome to America. Um, we have a success story. Tiger goes for win number 80 today at the Tour Championship. He's got a three-shot lead over Rory and Rose. And, and, and from my perspective, we'll just do a little bit of, of, of teeing it up here. Tiger has to get off to a good start. He's 42-2 and two when he has a... Uh, when he has the outright lead, he's 23 and 0. When he's got a, a three or more shot lead, and he's 53 and 4 lifetime. When he holds or co-leads after 54, it's one of the great closure rates of all of sports. It's up there with the great closers in baseball um, for for closing rates. He has to get off to a good start. You know, Rory's going to charge if he makes if he if he can play the first four or five holes. And even through six and two under, I think he's okay. I am concerned if he gets off to a slow start, though I do think the 64th PGA is going to help him. Are you, Luke, at all interested in Tiger going for 80 today? Uh, yes, I am. I'm always interested in Tiger doing well or Tiger potentially winning a tournament. Um, it's obviously uh, good for the sport, and it's something that... Uh, you would be proud of, I guess. It's something that I, I think we will have to cover uh, on the show. So uh, I will be paying attention and, uh, you know, probably talk about it tomorrow. What was your thoughts about Thursday night? Because for me as a Jet fan, that is just really frustrating that yeah. um, that the defense could not hold up to what Baker Mayfield did when he came in that game. It changed the whole course of that game. Um, the Jets were, were undisciplined, had a whole bunch of penalties that, that, that really hurt them. Um, and the offense lost all its mojo. What was your thoughts sitting there? Because just from an objective perspective, that was a whole different team when Baker Mayfield stepped on the field. Uh, 
Yeah, I can see how frustrating that, that would have been as a, a Jets fan. He built that lead. Uh, the Jets defense was playing great. Until, uh, and Tyrod Taylor was atrocious. And as you know on this show, I've never been a fan of Tyrod Taylor. Yes, he did not look good. And, uh, you know, it looks like Mayfield will be the starting quarterback moving forward, as he should be. But um, the big thing was just, I think, his decisiveness compared to Taylor. Tyrod Taylor was the one who looked like the rookie. And Baker Mayfield looked like the veteran. And uh, I was really impressed with how he played. Um, tough loss for the Jets. Tough night for Todd Bowles. I think Baker Mayfield saved Hugh Jackson's job. And now I'm curious to see how he does uh, as a full-time starter, I think, against the Raiders next week, their, their next game, but uh, very impressive. It was a fun Thursday night game. Tough for you Jets fans to, to suffer the loss, but hey, the, the Browns finally got one. Uh, you have also said, though, many times that um, that um, sorry, w- w- I, I transitioned before I, I transitioned. Okay, sorry. Well, let me back up. Okay, that, that, that's a great point on Baker Mayfield. We shall see what happens next week. We are now going to move on to the Vikings who face the Bills today in a game that, that you should win by about 56 points. So we're not going to talk about this game because Buffalo is just horrible. Um, your thoughts on last week. You're somebody that, that I didn't contact really all of last week just because I, I didn't know what to say. What was sitting there? You get um, a gift of a call on the Clay Matthews pass interference. You get one of the catches of the year from Feline, and then your kicker loses you the game, basically, and ends up in a tie after saving you, but but still loses you. So you were saved, you should have won, and then you tied. What what was your emotions? How did, how did you feel? <laughs> yeah, that was a wild game. As a neutral fan watching it, I mean, that was a crazy fan, uh, a crazy game. So, uh, timeout. You are never a neutral fan, okay? No, I'm not. I, I am only supposed to be the spokesman for neutral fans in that situation. For you, I'm asking, what was that like? <laughs> it, it, it was a roller coaster, and it was frustrating. I mean, to me, that's as, as good or as bad as a loss. Uh, yeah. Lost that, game. that was a game they should have won. Yeah. Uh, three missed field goals. You know, I never understood the decision from the get-go to, to put that in the hands of a rookie this season with a team that has Super Bowl aspirations to trust a rookie that was drafted in the fifth round and uh, had a tough senior year in college and they were hoping he could rebound. And, you know, in preseason he was doing well until they named him the starter. They cut Kai Borbath. He went out, he missed two kicks the next week in preseason. And then here in the regular season, he misses three kicks. I think he got a little comfortable. I don't know what his issue was. I don't know enough about kicking to tell you why. He pushed all three to the right side, did not make a single adjustment. And so I'm glad he's gone, and hopefully Dan Bailey is healthy enough to be the kicker that he was before. But very frustrating. They had plenty of opportunities to win that game. That could have been a big win for them to go into Green Bay and win. I will say the one positive about a tie is that it was with the Packers. So that that tie yes. probably won't cost them the division at the end of the year because the Packers also have that tie. Um, and then just the one last thing is everybody talking about that Clay Matthews said, I agree, terrible call. It's terrible timing, but nobody mentions that the Vikings had the same penalty called against them and Eric Hendricks earlier that extended a drive on third down, allowed the Packers to get a touchdown. So, yeah, terrible call. If everything else stayed the same, in that Clay Matthews call, the Packers are coming out victorious. But don't forget, they called the same thing against the Vikings. So, to me, that even things up. I apologize for sneezing on the radio. It sounds horrible. Um, or so I'm told. Um I totally agree, and even Mike Pereira on Thursday night mentioned the um, 
uh, Kendrick's hit. Let's move on now. Indy, Philly, Carson Wentz comes comes back. That's great, but it's raining. That's not good. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm surprised they're rushing him back so much. I, 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 I mean, Nick Foles had a, an incredible postseason run, of course, those two games. But we all know what Nick Foles is, and it's not what he showed in those two games. And so it's surprising to me the the how much they're hurrying Wentz, and then you throw in the rain and they're still throwing him out there. On top of it, I think there's also a financial factor. Uh, Nick Foles gets an extra $500,000 for every win he gets for the Eagles. And so, you know, you win eight games this year, you're paying him an extra $4 million, which is kind of a lot for even a pro football team. So we'll see what Carson Wentz looks like today. You have him going up against Andrew Lux, two you know banged-up quarterbacks coming back who are supposed to be two of the best in the league. I guess we'll find out which one is healthier at this point. Yeah, you. Yeah, we uh, really were. Um, I I forget where we wanted to go from here. I think we wanted to go to the Giants in Houston. The Giants are an off the field mess, but they have finally benched Eric Flowers, who may have been the worst offensive lineman in the National Football League. This is fascinating. Two zero and two teams that should be better than zero and two. Deshaun Watson coming back from ACLs. We've seen that it's taken time for some people. And Eli Manning, who is immobile, and there have been some calls this year, uh, this week, from fans and on New York Talk Radio, which you know well, uh, is can be very hostile, um, who uh, would like a different quarterback in the future behind a immobile Eli. Odell Beckham gets no touches last week. Uh, that was a bit of a mess. This is two teams that desperately need a win. I don't know how this game's going to go. It's very fascinating because these these two teams are much better than 0-2. I would think so. I liked this Giants team heading into the season. I thought they had all the pieces. But they worked on that offensive line in the offseason. Looks like they didn't work on it enough. But no. you know, this is the, the season for these two teams um, because only five teams in the, the history of the Super Bowl era has started 0-3 and, and made the playoffs. And only 7% of playoff teams have started 0-2. So already these two teams are in big trouble. And if one of them, or whichever one loses today, is in very big trouble. But, um, you know, for the Giants, the Giants, obviously, they, they made moves to try to win this year. You get Barkley in that backfield. You add to the offensive line. You keep Manning around. But in the long run, you know, I think it's going to be such a huge blunder for the Giants that they did not take somebody like Sam Darnold with that number two pick, almost to the point where we'll have a 30 for 30 on it down the road because I think the Jets may have their franchise quarterback, and the Giants are in big trouble uh, because Eli, Eli is done, especially with his offensive line. I am sick of watching him out there. It's brutal. Yeah. And once he's ready to hang it up, which very well could be at the end of the year, uh, you have no quarterback moving forward, and uh, you almost have to start over. They had a chance to do that this season as opposed to trying to win it all this year, and now they're 0-2 staring 0-3 in the face. Pat Shermer, I will say, has dealt with the same exact thing two years ago. Terrible offensive line, uh, immobile quarterback with Sam Bradford. He was able to pull it off, lead that team to 8-8. Eight and eight. They had a good enough offense, waiting for him to try to do the same with the Giants because that offense Sunday night did not look like the Pat Shermer offense I was used to. Uh, really quickly, people have not been happy with, with how Pat Shermer has, has, has dealt with the media. What did you see in uh, Minnesota? 
Yeah, I'm not surprised at all. He wasn't very good in Minnesota. He's a ter- he's not a good interview. He's he's very bland. He has no energy when you talk to him. That's just the way he is. I love him as a coach. I wish he was still in Minnesota. I would much prefer him over our current offensive coordinator. But I knew going in that yeah, things would not mix well with his interviews just because he's just bland. He's he's a, he's a lousy interview in my experience. He always has been. Okay, you wanted to do Green Bay, Washington, and uh, we're live producing this show. So go ahead. Why did you want to talk about it? Um, well, you know, I think they're two two good teams in the NFC. Obviously, Green Bay, and I think the Redskins may be there at, at the end of the year. It's in Washington. It's a tough game for Green Bay. It's a tough place to go. We'll see how Rodgers he is. It's supposed to be rainy there as well, so we'll see how that plays into Rodgers. But he certainly did not look the same last week. He looked good enough. He pulled off the uh, the tie, but he had only like 190 passing yards going into the fourth quarter. A lot were screen short passes, that sort of stuff. And on the other side, Alex Smith and the Redskins, although they've, they've only won one of two, uh, they've looked pretty well, uh, pretty good as well. So this is an interesting matchup for me because I think the Redskins have a chance today to that show that, that they can be for real in the NFC. But to do so, you have to win at home against the, the Packers with a banged-up quarterback. Did you have a fifth game? Well, I just suggested, since we usually do five, I just suggested the Saints Falcons. Uh-huh. Okay, well, well, what's your interest there? Oh, that's another one. You know, two two teams there in the uh, NFC South that will be battling it out this year, and and the Saints finally got a win in September for the first time in a, something like uh, three years last week, barely pulling it off. Which is absurd. So the Saints need to figure it out uh, to go to Atlanta today in, in an important game in that division, and the Falcons have their own problems as well, specifically inside the red zone. But, they got to get sorted out, but these NFC South games are always compelling to me because they're typically high scoring. Yeah, they're shootouts. Quarterbacks and a lot of points. Uh, they they typically do end up in shootouts, and Atlanta is only a three point favorite. I think for that reason, even though Atlanta is probably the better team, I'm going to say one thing about the Sunday night game. Um, NBC wanted this game because it thought Tom Brady versus Matt Patricia would be a really interesting matchup, and. You know, Belichick versus Patricia, and Patricia knows everything about Tom and all this stuff. The Detroit Lions are a horrible football team. This game has a chance to be like forty-one to two. I'm telling you, I and and coming off last week when when that may have been the worst played Patriots game in a long time against Jacksonville, this 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 game has a chance to be an absolute blowout. And Alan Chris will be talking about, I don't know. Um, what what kind of grass is used on football fields? I mean, it, it, it could be a blowout. Am I out of my mind? No, I don't think so. And, and I think more so than Patricia against Belichick, I think right now it's the Lions against Patricia. Players have already spoken out about how they do not like the way he's been handling things over there. And, uh, I mean, an 0-2 start doesn't help. You're probably going to be 0-3 after tonight. It seems like the new coach is already on the brink of losing that locker room. The Lions have some issues. That's not good. Luke, uh, we have to go to the end of our radio program. Oh. I know. It's so sad. Anyway, um, we're going to do our picks, your game of the day. Oh, man. Game of the day. I'm going to say, you know what? I'll I'll say that Saints-Falcons game. Uh, I have none. (laughs) Your, Your sleeper game. Jeez, that's tough. Sleeper game, I'll say Bengals-Panthers. Titans-Jags. I think the Jags lose. I think today's a big letdown game for them. Somehow the nine-and-a-half point favorites. That, that, that must be an indictment about the Titans without Mariota because um, 
the I think the the Jags just gonna have a, a huge letdown. The game to watch golf during. That would be the Bears Cardinals two boring offenses. Every single solitary game today. We are looking at one of the greatest comebacks in sports history, the second greatest comeback in golf history if Tiger wins today. Yeah, Every single game is the game to watch golf during. Your survivor game. Um, nah, I'm, I'm going to jinx it by saying this, but I took the Vikings in my survivor pool this week. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's not good. Um, I'm going to say Seattle. I, I think they, they win at home against Dallas. I don't think Dallas is very good. Yeah, I don't think Seattle's very good. Oh, <laughs> it's two bad teams, but somebody's got to win. Um, and your player to watch today? Uh, I guess I'll say Carson Wentz. Uh, he has the ability to potentially change the NFC this year. We'll see how healthy he is and how much he can do in the rain. Tiger Woods. Did you expect anything else from me? No. <laughs> Luke, uh, where can people listen to the show? What time, what date, all the good stuff? 10 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday. You can listen uh, online or on your phone while the show is on on either TuneIn or go to charlestonsportsradio.com. And then if all goes well, the show will be podcasted afterwards at charlestonsportsradio.com or on your iPhone with the podcast app or an iTunes called The Moral Morning Show. And your lead right now, you think, will be? Well, in this area, uh, it's got to be the, the local college football teams, and then we'll see what happens today, but, but also probably the Falcons, Panthers, and don't forget the Braves clinched over the weekend. That is true. Luke, good luck, and thank you as always. My pleasure as always. Enjoy your football and golf Sunday, everybody.